0: Praise them. Welcome to Walk It Out with Leah McCrae. Um today we're going to talk about uh fault lines. The Lord laid that word on my heart. I was praying and then I heard fault line, fault line, and um I was like, What what is that? <laughs> and and I I knew what it referred to in the natural, you know, that is where um uh, Earthquakes can occur where they originate, right at fault lines. But I was like, Lord, what, what, what are you saying? And so I, I just continued praying, and then I got the revelation. You know that um, fault lines. Um, we have to recognize where they are in our lives, and um, so first, let me just give you the definition. The definition of fault line those are cracks in rock caused by forces that compress or stretch a section of the earth's crust so that's the definition of a fault line Um, for our purposes I think the Lord wants us to focus on you know the pressure the forces that compress and can cause a break you know this is where the fault line is where things break apart you know where there's so much pressure there's so much force there's so much compression that you can have a break in in the in the earth in the ground but um and if we look at ourselves you know our bodies you know we are earth we are um dust made of dust right and so we have fault lines and this is the place where there's such pressure there's such uh compression there's such a force and I'm going to call it a demonic force Um, because what we're talking about is condemnation fault actual fault lines we're talking about Fault when we are at fault when we feel at fault when we're carrying fault and it's condemnation and and the Lord it didn't come uh, Jesus didn't come to condemn us He already told us that so we know that when we are under condemnation that that's not of God that's of the enemy that's of the enemy. Now, a conviction is, a, is another thing. When the Spirit convicts us, it always leads us to repentance. It always, He, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, and conviction, the actual feeling of conviction, leads us to repentance. It shows us the good that we were supposed to do instead of the bad that we did. Okay, it gives us that picture so that we can repent and ask forgiveness and be restored again. But what condemnation does is it says you're bad. What you did is bad, but you're bad. What you did is irredeemable and you're irredeemable. What you did is you've gone way too far and you cannot be restored. That's condemnation. And so what that does when there's no hope of recovery, when there's no hope of restoration, why bother, right? Why try and change? Why try and make it right? And so there's pressure to just continue on that downward spiral so condemnation is downward pressure conviction is upward pressure it's that lifting force It's lift uh, you know, uh, when you're flying planes, you know there's the law of gravity that pushes everything down, but there's the law of lift that raises up. So, conviction is a lifting law. Condemnation is is a downward pressing, compressing. And so, when the Lord laid on, so when the Lord laid on my heart about fault lines, it's the condemnation. You know, it's that pressure right there that can cause you to break, that can cause a break, that can cause an earthquake in your soul if you aren't careful. So uh, the scripture for this is Romans 8 verse 1 and it says there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit in verse 2 for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus hath made me us free from the law of sin and death and then it goes on to talk about, uh, you know, what the law cannot do as to bringing us um, into restoration. It basically just showed us our sin so that we would know that we had need of a savior. But verse one, again, it says there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So there is no condemnation. If you, if we are constantly checking ourselves, being consistent, making sure that we are not walking after the flesh, but after the spirit, that we are seeking to always, um, to always look with spiritual eyes, and to uh, seek our Lord, our God, to hear from Him and to see what he wants us to do and to hear what he wants us to do in the spirit, to always be spirit-minded. Yes, we're in the flesh, of course, we're in the, in the flesh. We uh, engage in this world through our natural uh, flesh. So we have a natural body. And we have to engage naturally. But we should always be living this life in the spirit, though. You know, not um, not judging man after the flesh, but judging him after the spirit. Always discerning, you know, always looking with spiritual eyes, always hearing with spiritual ears. And it's a discipline. I mean, it's something that we have to. Uh, remind ourselves to do and we have to check and make sure that we're doing it because it's real easy to just fall back in the natural come on it is it's easy to react in the natural it's easy to um to talk walk uh be about this life in the natural because that's the natural flow of the earth but we're in it, we're not of it, right? And we know that we're spiritual beings and we have to exercise our spiritualness. And when we do that, there's no condemnation for us. We, Yes, we will mess up, we will make mistakes, we will slip, we will sin. But when the Holy Spirit convicts and we hear it, we know it, we see it because we are spiritually minded. Then we immediately repent. You know, we ask the Lord to we agree with God. We say we agree with his word. We say, yes, you are so right. I should not have A, B or C. You know that uh, father, forgive me for sinning against you. We turn away from it. We repent and then we're restored. We're right back where we should be. Right back in the blessed place. And we have no fault lines. There's no pressure. There's no compression there. There's no, uh, um, there's no crack that can then break and reverberate throughout our entire life just like earthquakes they reverberate throughout an an entire city or or, or land area landmass causing immense damage death destruction fault lines how do we keep fault lines out of our lives how do we keep those fault lines from from uh being created and then cracking and shifting and compressing and causing all kinds of damage by walking not after the flesh but after the Spirit by by allowing Holy Spirit to speak speak to us by not drowning out the spirit of God the word of God the heart of God by running after the things in the world by not being consumed by the world by not being consumed by self yeah this is something that we Have to be mindful of and a big um, one of the big keys to making sure that you are not living under condemnation and allowing these fault lines to to uh, uh, to be in your life is to be able to receive forgiveness from God see you have to be able to receive his forgiveness. It's one thing. It's And it's the main thing to be in repentance, to ask God to forgive you, to confess your sin. You got to do that. You got to be real with yourself and be real with God. And confess it when you mess up. Fess up when you mess up. To the Lord. And if he caused you... If he calls you, if there's opportunity uh, to uh, confess to other people, uh, you know, there may be times for that. There may be a situation where that's necessary. But I'm talking about to what we have to do is fess up to God. When you mess up, fess up. That's number one. But then you also have to be able to receive forgiveness. He says, if you confess your sins, I am faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Sometimes you're living under condemnation, under that pressure, creating those fault lines in your lives, not because you didn't repent and and ask God to forgive you and turn away, but because you never Receive forgiveness. You weren't able to receive the forgiveness that God, that Jesus has made available. He took the punishment for you. You don't have to take the punishment. Not if you've really repented and given it to the Lord. You don't need to be punished. Jesus already took your punishment. Yeshua took our punishment. So stop punishing yourself. Receive the forgiveness that Jesus went to the cross, suffered, and died for. So fault lines are self-inflicted. They're self-inflicted. And what I believe the Lord wants you to know today is that he wants to repair those fault lines in your life. He wants to erase your fault lines. He doesn't want you to break apart. He doesn't want the pressure and the compression to destroy you. He came that you would have a life and life more abundantly. How are you going to be a glory to his name? How are you going to glorify him? How can you point people to him when you are living under a cloud? When you're on the brink of falling apart yourself. The devil is a lie. He wants you free today. I had no idea what that meant when I heard it in prayer. The instant I heard it, I was like, what? But as I stayed there and allowed him to open up this word to me, it blessed me. Because there's some fault lines in my life. There were. There were. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Jesus. Well, that's all I have for today. But I think that's a lot. This is a freeing word. This is a word where you can let those things in the past. Let them fall off of you. They let them be gone out of your out of your consciousness that's what the blood of jesus can do for you it's like it never even happened be free today but first you got to receive the lord jesus as your lord and savior you got to confess your sins you got to repent. You got to turn away, and then you got then you have to allow him to cleanse you and to restore you. And sometimes this is a the repentance and restoration part can be a daily thing. But it's your inheritance. Amen. We'll bless you. Have an awesome day in the Lord and keep walking by faith.